look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. Faisal, we talk, we've done actually a number of shows on the topic of elder abuse. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's all, that's, a, that's a broad category, a broad statement. And there's lots of different um, issues in there. But um, we have I fairly recently covered off this idea of caregivers taking advantage of um, either family members or the people that they're entrusted to take care of. Yes. Right? And there's lots of different ways that that can happen. Um, but sometimes that's an awful surprise, right? Um, perhaps a family member goes in later or somebody passes away and they did, you know, stuff isn't there that should have been there. Yeah. So, you know, we thought we would... Uh, no, we, we're, one, one thing in particular, Dave, is that <clears throat> when we're talking about taking advantage of, it's not... It's financial that we're also... Well, in this case, it's... Folk, yeah, financial. Taking money. Like yeah. Spending the person that they're caring for is money for other reasons besides that person. Yeah, for their right. care. Yeah. Right? Not acting as a fiduciary for what they need. Okay, so if that happens, and it is happening, unfortunately, um, and it could become a potentially bigger problem, we mm-hmm. need to understand a little bit about um, maybe how to identify it, risks, and how to solve a problem if you face it. So we've got Catherine Zhang with us today. Catherine's been a regular recurring guest on our show. She's with Walsh LLP. Catherine, thanks for taking some time with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Okay, so um, let's maybe start with perhaps who's at who's at who's at the biggest risk of this type of situation. In, in particular, you know, financial assets being used in a way that is inconsistent with what the person who's being cared for would want it or should it should be done. Um, I mean, I guess I'd say the people who are at the biggest risk are the people um, who've kind of um, given up their um, authority or assigned their authority to other individuals who are acting. Um, so be it a caregiver or um, a family member and or a friend. Uh, and you often see that um, as individuals get older, we see that a lot with the older population, um, they, that they, even though they might still have capacity, they might still have the ability to make day-to-day decisions, they've just decided it's easier for me to assign that authority or give that authority over to somebody else because I can't go to the bank as often or my reading's not as, as good as it used to be, etc. Yeah, so it's, I guess once you hit a state of incapacity or you're not comfortable anymore and we're signing it over but it doesn't just yeah, have to be power of attorney. Lot. But that happens right. a lot, you know. And again, this is the wrong thing to do if you, for those of you who are listening. But there are many adults, yep. parents, yep. who tell their adult children or somebody else, "Here's my bank card. Here's my mm-hmm. personal or my PIN number. Go take some money out and and go get groceries or go buy it or here's my credit card. Use that. Right. Go online. Whatever." Those types of things, you just open yourself up for risk. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's going to get, um, get, get fleeced. Yeah, yeah good. <laughs> uh, but but I'm, I'm, I'm saying you open yourself up to risk on that situation. So are these the typical ways that this type of stuff happens, uh, Catherine? Like, is there, or are, are, in your experience, are you, are you seeing a different type of trend? Uh, no, I mean, I think you've, you've hit it on the money is um, it's when, 
people kind of relinquish control of their assets. And so it's not necessarily only an individual who's um, passing off their bank card or their PIN number um, to family members or friends. It's actually, I mean, when you see powers of attorney get signed um, and they say, I'm giving you legal authority, you know, aside from access to my personal accounts, you can go to the bank as my representative um, to make withdrawals for me and to monitor my finances. Um, And I mean, to be honest, we see the biggest risk where um, there's not anybody else assisting in the monitoring situation. So um, if there's an elderly person out there um, who doesn't really have anyone, they've maybe got one friend um, or, you know, one family member that's not um, an immediate family member. It's kind of a distant relative that's come into the picture. Uh, And it you know, that individual or that adult doesn't really have other people keeping an eye out for Mm -hmm. that person. Uh, That's kind of where uh, more opportunities arise for them to get taken advantage of, certainly. So how would you protect against that kind of a situation, or can you? I I mean, yeah, there's a couple of things. Obviously, um, if you're acting under the authority of having an attorney, you are liable. If you start taking out money and spending it on your own vacations, um, you you will get put to task if somebody finds out. Um, I think the important thing for us as a community or as family members is just to make sure, keep an eye out um, for individuals that we know are receiving that kind of assistance. Is their level of care going down? Um, you know, do they, have you seen them in a while? Do they seem withdrawn? Um, Does it seem like their standard of care um, is just decreasing um, rapidly uh, and for an unexplainable reason? At those point in times, you know, the first question to do or the first thing to do is ask um, whoever is monitoring their assets and saying, hey, what's going on? Uh, Because guess what? They do have a duty to account. If the individual doesn't have capacity, they've got a duty if somebody makes an application in court um, to show that everything is going the way it should be going and that funds are not being improperly used. So who can make that application to court? Because let me me paint a picture for you. So let's say mother daughter mother's incapacitated daughter has um power of attorney she's doing what she's doing with the money um who can actually go to the court and say i wanted to see a, an accounting record of all, everything that's been going on like who has that uh, right well the acts actually allow any interested person so it's quite a broad strokes you know, keep an eye on your neighbor. And, you know, if you have concerns, you have the ability to make that application. Um, What we often tell people who come in and say, I have a concern, um, we often say, okay, make sure before you you know, pull the trigger and go to court, you've done your homework. Uh, you've actually gone to the person you um, like to have answers from, um, and their response to you may be, well, I mean, you're not entitled to that information. So it could be a process where you get some legal advice and you say, well, at the bottom line is I'm concerned about this adult. Let's just make sure everything is um, happening properly. Um, and if I'm not satisfied with the information here, I will take you um, to task. Uh, but the act allows any interested person. You don't have to be an immediate family member. Does it go as far as an institution? So are there institutions that can act on a, a person's behalf, or is it just an individual that requests that information? Um, I think it depends. I mean, uh, there are uh, programs out there or um, 
uh, ways um, that the community can, for example, contact if they've got concerns about elder abuse, you can mm-hmm. contact um, different organizations, Calgary Police Service, they've got um, a unit there that will um, investigate um, any allegations of elder abuse. So uh, there are avenues if you're not comfortable bringing that claim or bringing that concern yourself. I think also where Dave was going, that is, is it only individuals that can make that application or can a, can a company that the, that the individual that, was, that they're working with? So let me give you an example. Let's okay. say this, this mother-daughter relationship, let's say um, the bank the the accounting firm the um, you know the the individual the individual companies that that uh, that, that mum deals with mm-hmm. or used can, to deal with or used to deal with can they go and say you know what I don't feel this is being done correctly can I make an application to say that the accounting is done properly um I don't see why not I've I've never personally seen that actually happen um, and if that institution is prepared to bring that application, then I don't see why they couldn't. Um, I just... I usually it comes it's from an rare. individual. Yeah, yeah, it's rare. Okay, and I was just, the reason I think that's why it's coming up is is what's the responsibilities of institutions out there that deal with an individual who's going through this type of so let's say mom was in a home and yep. in a retirement facility and this abuse is happening. Does the retirement facility have a an obligation a responsibility to go to the courts and say we want to make sure everything's being okay here? So um, let's let's investigate. I, I know that hasn't happened, but but um, It'd be interesting to know if that's if if they're on the same um, on the hook for responsibility as an individual would be. I mean, I guess it really depends on the situation and the level of concern. Obviously, the first um, priority of anybody should be making sure that the individual or the adult um, is safe and is not being taken advantage of. So if there are those concerns, I know that, I mean, institutions, they generally, they won't act, they won't take your authority unless there's a valid document that's been executed. So if a question comes up about that document that's been executed, they can go the step and say, well, Actually, we're not satisfied with this document. We want to go you to go get some other document, which puts the onus back on the individual approaching the institution to go through a formal process and kind of prove that they are validly appointed or they do have the valid authorities. Um, if it gets beyond that and it's just um, you know a blatant concern about okay, well this person is clearly being taken advantage of, they're clearly being um, fleeced or abused in some other way, then absolutely. I think uh, the financial institutions have the ability, just like any community member, to make a call um, to either the public trustee's office or uh, the relevant um, department at the Calgary Police Services and say, hey, we've got a concern here. We'd like this to get checked out. In sort of a minute or less, um, you probably only see the worst of the worst. Uh, That's the kind of the stuff that would get into the courts, I assume. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe just explain the potential liability on somebody who is perhaps innocently or not abusing that, uh, that, that that position that they're in. Yeah. I mean, I think first and foremost, if it is determined that you've been improperly taking funds, 
um, then you will be liable for restitution at the very least, which is putting all those funds back. Uh, but if there's um, other damages or other concerns that have been raised in the meantime, you could be on the hook for additional. And that's aside from any criminal proceedings uh, that could take place. That's purely on the, okay, there's money missing from this person's account. We're concerned about that. We want that money put back. Uh, you would personally be on the hook for that, for sure. And legal costs, of course. Catherine, thanks for your time today. No problem. We've been joined by Catherine Zhang, Walsh LLP. I want to invite you out to our next seminar, June 19th. That's a Monday, not a Tuesday this time, but a Monday, June 19th, between 7 and 8 o'clock. We start sharply at 7. It's going to be at the Oak Ridge Co-op Wine and Spirits. Join our friends down south uh, and uh, come and join us to talk about the process of retiring, where the opportunities and risks lie, and how to take best advantage of that, uh, of that time of your life. Join us after the break. If you've ever wondered why it's so darn hard to lose weight when you get older, we're going to find out why. You're on News Talk 770 and More Than Money. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.